Christmas is a coming and the bells begin to ring. The holly's in the window and the birds begin to sing. Now don't take time to worry and don't take time to fret. And the more you give at Christmas time, the more you get. If I had two wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. And the second would be for $30 million a month to be given to me. Tax-free in a Swiss bank account. Christmas is a-coming and the egg is in the nog. Please to give a friendly man a friendly little dog. If you haven't got a friendly dog, a friendly cat'll do. If you haven't got a friendly cat, may God bless you. You can't conceive what just arrived. <laughs> a veritable horse trot of unspeakable poinsettias. <laughs> poinsettias are the Bob Goulet of botany. <laughs> Christmas is a-coming and the lights are on the tree. How about a turkey leg for poor old me? If you haven't got a turkey leg, a turkey wing will do. If you haven't got a turkey wing, may God bless you. Feliz Navidad. That means Merry Christmas in Spanish. Say it. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Every Christmas when you got drunk, I told the children you were not drunk. And I said, Tommy, you're not being bad. It's just that Christmas makes your mommy mad. No singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, it's not. We sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. Christmas is a-coming and the cider's in the keg. If I had a mug of cider, then I wouldn't have to beg. If you haven't got a mug of cider, half a mug will do. If you haven't got a half a mug, may God bless you. It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Eat. I'm busy, Mama. It's almost Christmas. Who ever heard of a skinny Santa? Eat. God bless you, gentlemen. God bless you. If you haven't got a half a mug, may God bless you. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap-hap-happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. Christmas is going to be very expensive this year. I'm giving stuff from Tiffany's. And I'm getting poinsettias. God bless us, everyone. May God bless you. Dear Ann Landis, my husband Dear and I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landis, I'm very happy to hear that. My wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod.
tell front desk person or your Uber driver what you do. Like, just don't be honest ever with anybody. I just don't talk. Just don't talk. But people always want to talk to me. Always. I just wanted to check in. And this guy was a little bit weird. There was some way that he asked questions that was like a little aggressive. I I don't know what it was because he you had mean the like keys to having my a good day. Enough. <laughs> Back off, <laughs> Carl. She's from New York. Oh, sorry. sorry. I don't trust anybody. And so you know, I'm checking in, and it's all under somebody else's name. So he sees the company that I'm working for, and he's like, "What do you do?" And that's how he said it. He's like, "What?" What, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a stand-up. And he's like, oh? And if you tell someone you're a comedian, no. Just don't. Just don't. Okay. Because they want to ask everything. It's almost like you've just been put in a cage at the zoo, and they're like, well, let me get this stick, and I'm going to start poking this just to see what it does. And he just was – he started asking me questions and I'm trying to give like one word answers, trying to keep it simple. But then it's like every time I go in and out, if, if I pass by the front desk, he's like chasing me to try to tell me jokes. Oh, My God. favorite was when he followed me down the hallway and said, I have an inappropriate joke that I read the other day. And I was like, you save that. I got to go to my room. Okay. You hold on to that. Write it down. I'll be sure and read it later. Ugh. That must be fun. Do you get that? Do you have any, like, because, well, people are fascinated by what you do, but I guess we can't talk about that <clears throat> on the air. No, we can't. But no one ever really, I mean. Make it just confusing enough. Next time I'm just going to say data processor. Yeah. No, people are, like, people are interested by what I do. And then, uh, it, well, the people, the the building staff is always very nice to me, especially now because it's Christmas, mm-hmm. and I'm in charge of oh gifts, gifts. Okay. So like, oh hello, Mr. Patrick, how are you? I'm like, yeah, now you're my name get is not awful. Mr. Patrick. <gasps> it's not. That was my science teacher who was very creepy in grade school, and I refused to be answering towards that. Or like Neil Patrick. That's fine, but if that's his first, it's his half. It's his it's middle his half name. name. But like, I don't understand why people say Mr. Patrick. That's not my name. You don't okay. say Mr. and then my first name. But they don't, they don't have the time to learn your last name. Well, that's fine. Then just call me Mr. Pat- Patrick, bring me some cash. Holiday tradition. Have you ever seen The Ref with Dennis Leary? I did once. And Judy Davis. And I feel like that's in a weird diehard category, another movie that happens at Christmas. Not a Christmas movie. It takes place on Christmas. Yeah. There's a Christmas tree. They talk about Christmas. They eat. But how does that, doesn't make it part of the canon. It's not like, oh, kids, gather around the tree. We're going to watch the ref. This is what we do. Well. Anything with Kevin Spacey now is very dicey. I'm telling you, it's one of the funniest (laughs) fucking movies on the planet. The ref? The ref. Huh. Christine Baranski. Oh, really? Gotta get out of this town. Yeah, she's in it. I don't remember that. No. Yeah. I'll watch the Dolly Parton weird Christmas special before I'll I'll go back and watch the ref. I again. would rather be stuck in a freezer and in uh so good. Like Cherry did and <laughs> so Hungry Brewster. Cherry. Somebody had a, a fridge that they put out on the street the other day and I defy anybody in our generation 
to see one fridge without a, a door on the front and not think of cherry. I'll always think about cherry. I always think about think it. about cherry right now. Did you watch the reboot of the Punky Brewster? No, I didn't. Yeah, no. So Moon Fry is hot, though. Yeah. She's very well preserved. Very. Like jerky. I love the fry. Hmm? So Moon Fry. Hmm. All right. Merry Christmas and welcome to Dear Pod, the Comedy Advice Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Culkin. And I'm Natalie Merchant. And we're coming to you from the Maha Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? It's so loud. A celebration. passes out right because they haven't taken a breath for 15 minutes because of that last note and they're all wearing uh velvet and it's fucking hot as shit in there (laughs) no all the candles they're like everybody wear black pants and a solid colored top a multicolored tee (sighs) if that was the music director i'd be like go straight to hell like i'm not holding that for 53 counts or whatever the hell that is fuck you you know we had dairy but you know what we are holding for 53 counts and what we're ingesting this week like all weeks we're bringing you the articles the advice articles of ann landis and dear abby we're delicately unwrapping them and trying to save the paper for next year because it's so pretty and then we're placing them back in the closet until next year damn it so what are you waiting for it's christmas Follow us on your social medias. At Dearpod Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. We have a website with every last episode that you can unwrap and ignore your family for the next two days. Dearpodofficial.com. Email us any of your advice questions. Dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Just slide into our DMs or our emails. Give us a little gifty poo of an advice question and we shall answer it right here on the air. Completely unqualified, the two of us sitting at this table. 100%. A hundred. We have a YouTube page, did you know? Dear Pod Official, so check out the YouTube. We have over 100 episodes just dropped on there. We've been putting all of our audio on there. We're adding little video clips. But you know what? If you if you don't have enough of us, you need more of us in your Christmas stocking. So join a Patreon page! Patreon.com slash Official, where for a mere 3 or $5 a month, if you can become a subscriber... You will enjoy extra special tidbits in your stockings under your tree, gently unwrapping us every week. So I think uh, invest. Invest in us, and we will touch you inappropriately. Let me ask you this. Yes. So today, although I was already here, then I went home, and I did tell Jim that I was going to paint my closet, which is what I did. (laughs) 
It's a very strange Painted thing. Painted before you came out of it. <laughs> I, I don't, it's one of those weird things. I was like, maybe I should paint it. It looked like Why? someone was murdered inside of it. So I just, I don't know. I wanted So you're to trying to cover the splatter. Right. Okay. So I'm listening to Christmas music. And then I'm thinking, you know, Kelly Clarkson has two uh, Christmas albums. Does she? Spectacular. Very good. Mariah has several. Christmas albums or just yes. albums in general? No. What? No. She's She's got a ton. Of Christmas she, albums? She has like three. I think three okay. or four. All right. Okay. Um, the first one clearly is the best one. Ugh. And then the other ones are just a little hodgepodge. But then I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, I was out for dinner last night and I'm like, who is this? What is, what is this? It was Bette Midler's Christmas album. Okay. Which I've never heard. And then I went down a rabbit hole of Christmas albums and like people who should not. Have one. Oh, do tell. Which, so we listen to Kylie Minogue, and I'm like, I'm like, fuck yeah, she's fierce. And then we play it, and we're like, what is this? Oh. What is this? This is like a like a bad donut. Just not like everybody. Sugar. Here's the thing. Not every pop star needs a Christmas album. No. And the proof in the pudding is that, and that is Sia. Sia has a Christmas album. And it's funny because literally right before it dropped, I said to someone, you know what? Sia can do no wrong in my book. There's nothing that that woman puts out that is not stellar. And then she dropped a Christmas album, and she's like, Puppies are good at Christmas, Christmas! And it's wrong. It's (laughs) so wrong. There's literally a song called Puppies Are are Like, Puppies Are Love or something. Something's wrong. But, like, Sia doesn't look like a person that celebrates Christmas. And I'm not just saying that because she can't see through her hair. Correct. But... This is not like a pop celeb. That she has such an edge to her. It's like not Grace Jones doing it. a Christmas album. Like exactly. We, we just saw you getting fucked in Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> I don't think you're talking about unwrapping gifts right now. Like you just did a video with a double ended dildo. We don't right. have listen, to be like, Cardi B. We just saw you spread your taco. Yeah. We, I don't think we're gonna be decorating. We can't the tree go from WAP to like Silent Night. Yeah. No. Oh. Um, but then there's. Uh, um, the most irritating, which is Gwen Stefani's Christmas album. Oh no! Oh, what, that is horrible. You know, you know, like you know, it's going to be irritating when the picture on the album makes you want to, <laughs> like Chinese star it across like the store. I know exactly what you're talking about. That. Yeah. Yeah. You just got like that red bow that in her hair. CD. You're just like, stop it, Gwen. Like she's like, I don't understand. Here, I have such a. I don't understand Gwen Stefani. She was a ska. She like had like no eyebrows. Yeah. Very like grungy plaid pants. And then flash forward, she's got like these long ass nails. It's like she just is like a completely but then she's different like, person. She's like a Vargas girl. So that's when I liked the look of her. That she was sort of like this pinup. When? She looked like a pinup in her ska years, and kind of like right. when that debut album came out. Like she was this really cute front girl. Yeah. With a ska sound. I would never sit down and listen to an album front to back of Gwen Stefani. If I'm doing that, just know I'm in a home and these are my last few days on earth. They're like, excuse me, I'm here to see Erin McGuire. Oh, she's, we wheeled her over there. <laughs> she's, she's the one in the corner that's trying to do the puzzle. What happened to all the padding on her wheelchair? She ripped it off because Gwen <laughs> Stefani's playing. Well, she ate one of the wheels. <laughs> Because she said it felt better than the sound that was coming into her ear holes of Gwen Stefani's wine scream. I, 
<laughs> it's so harsh. There's something about the timbre of her voice that just shoots right down to your ass and makes your your whole. It's just... when she gets too saccharine when you're like, I don't care for this. Then I listen to Christina Aguilera's Christina's X Mix. Or Xmas, whatever it is. Xtina's X, whatever the fuck it is. Oh my god! And but I'm that's like, too much too. And I was like, you know what? I bought when I bought that album. Like, this is you know, I'm closeted. This is my fucking gay Christmas right now, Christina. I don't know what I, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. And um, and I'm like, this is awesome. I think I bought my parents it for Christmas as if what? They, as if they were going to be they're like, gonna enjoy right. it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> As if they're going to want, like, the chap like wearing... Like, your parents are 83 years old, and you're like, you know what you guys are going to love? You guys... The vocal stylings of Christina Aguilera. If you guys like Judy Garland, you're going to love this one. Is this Bing Crosby? Hey! <laughs> so then, um, so I'm listening to, like, the front, like, from front to back of the album, and I'm like... Uh, <laughs> Just because you can doesn't mean you should. You know, it's like when it's like I know I no longer know what the song is because you've taken so many opportunities to riff and blow your brains out. It's just all vowels. Yeah, now. I'm like yeah, I don't yeah. know what is. I don't under. I still don't understand. No, is this you talking about Christina? Yeah, yeah. So she's like. You're like, am I on hold with Verizon? Oh no, that's just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> boop, 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 boop. But of course, I you know I I will you listen to gave it. Gave that to your parents. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know, I once when I was a kid, I was like, I gotta get my parents something for Christmas. Scrappy little like eight year old me, I save up all my pennies and everything, and I got my mother. <laughs> I went to CVS. I did all of my Christmas shopping for my parents at CVS, which, you know, in hindsight, not that wrong because my mother does buy all of her clothes from Walgreens. <laughs> so it's almost like I knew. Okay. And I got her a gift set of Charlie. You remember the this? The, yes. It, yeah. I guess you could say cologne. I think it burns Perfume. the first Sorry. five layers of your skin. Yes. Technically, I don't know what. I think it's like Seagram's Gin. That someone just put in a little perfume. If bar. you want to be a Charlie girl, just say Charlie. And I gave her a Charlie gift set. Charlie. <laughs> she's cosmopolitan and so, she's single. What I'm trying it's to say is It's probably because that, of the cologne. That you're not the only one who's have a gift misfire with your parents. So <laughs> I was never good at gift giving for Christmas, especially for my dad. I'd be like, I don't know what to get him, until like he found. CDs, and then it was like he couldn't stop buying music. Mm. So then I was like, "Oh, I'll get him CDs." And I then... went into a Newbury Comics the other day. Now you don't know this because you're not from the Northeast, but anyone who's listening from like the Boston area is gonna freaking out right now. They're not listening. They should. There's one there. Oh, I, I oh, can he hear. Just oh, they just oh, left. He, yep. Sorry, those are fruit flies. <laughs> um, this is boring. I'm leaving. Oh my god, I'm out of here. I'm gonna drink this vinegar instead. Oh my god, it's a place called Newberry Comics, and I loved it so much. And what is it? I was so grunge, and you go in there to buy CDs, mm -hmm. and they still exist. But I went in, I saw it, and it was like Brigadoon. It was like it appeared before me, and I'm like, I haven't seen one of these in years. I went into a Newberry Comics because I used to go in there in my grunge days and be like, Do you have any uh, Pearl Jam? Nine Inch Nails. Jimmy Skid Row. What My name's Aaron. I'm mad. And, and do you have any clove cigarettes? Because, ah! Uh! 
I'm a girl living in the suburbs and I'm well off. <laughs> don't look at my Converse. I <laughs> hate you. You don't understand me. Half my hair's pink. Eee. Oh my god. The clock. It's probably not a wise idea to have a musical clock above where we record. I'm that goes off on the hour. And clearly has survived about five moves. Listen to how warped it is. <laughs> how long does the song run for? Can you imagine if it was the 12 days of Christmas? We're so close to the end, I think. Carol. Now sing it like the clock. The 12 Days of Christmas is one of the most fucking irritating songs. Nobody ever gets excited when they hear it because they you, they literally see what's coming down the path. Yeah, it's like... Someone uh, I was talking to the other day brought up a good point that the first like four things that this person gives you is all birds. Partridge in a pear tree, two turtle doves. Yeah. Three calling birds. What's four? French hens. It's oh. all birds. <laughs> so so basically, you're like, you're like, what the fuck? I don't live on a farm. What is all? Can this you imagine? Like, disgusting. Hey, thank you for the French hens. Like, enough's enough. Can you okay? clean up? The, send the maids. Yeah. There's shit literally all over my house. Yeah. Can I don't know how to take care birds, of these. All birds. All birds. This is it? What's your, what's your problem? Do you have a vet or some, like anything? Yeah, I need... Do you know the smell of a bird in a house? Do you know the, the sound? They, it's like they never sleep. So now I've got four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge, a partridge in a pear tree. And, th- and wh- what thanks made you think? Thanks for the tree? Yeah, thanks for the fucking tree. Now I've got like gnats everywhere. Now I need to maintain that thing. Right, thanks. Yeah. So what's tomorrow? The five golden rings don't make up for any of this shit. Oh, and by the way, those five sluts of milking... Uh, they're not milking. They're jerking people off upstairs. <laughs> oh my God, I pictured like women with milking things. <laughs> yeah. Those are breast pumps and I need them to move now. I need these five women to move out of my house before my disgusting. husband gets home. There is so much bird shit everywhere. <laughs> I don't know how the maids are milking with that bird shit everywhere. I don't have a house that can contain all the things you want to give me for Christmas. So... <laughs> Like on the thirteenth day, it better be a big, big fucking house, <laughs> or or a storage unit, please. <laughs> on the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a fucking storage unit, you asshole, <laughs> and and some newspaper to put down. This is disgusting. Next on hoarders. So how did it all start? Well, well he- funny story. It was Christmas. <laughs> And my asshole neighbor uh, gave me all these animals, and then one by one they started multiplying. And then I, you know, I have well, work. And where then did I... it start? Well, it started with a fucking partridge in a pear tree. And let's just oh. say it went downhill from there. Oh, that would explain that giant tree. Yeah, the tree's been here for a long you time. You want to talk about the Lord's a leaping? I don't even know where he found all of them. Listen, you know, Pippin closes and everyone needs a job. And <laughs> next thing you know, I got these guys in my house. <laughs> I mean, at least they're more entertaining than the girls who were just milking themselves. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I think they were milking each other. At Have one you point. ever heard the sound of a breast pump? It's actually like a lava lamp. It's very relaxing. It was fine once when they ended up like, you know, milking me. But you know what? I can only jerk off so, so many much, times. Right. especially when I'm surrounded by birds. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're going to start tearing skin at, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> What's on the sixth day? Uh, six 
geese geese laying. geese are laying. There is shit. There are animals. It's disgusting. If you even brought one bird into this house, I'd be done. My grandparents had a nurse, and she let um, birds fly in, my <gasps> parents, in their house. Ew, um, what? What? So, it's gross. Um, I had a bird when I was little named Pee-wee. And? And my grandmother babysat me one day, and she thought that Pee-wee looked like he needed some air. Uh-huh. So she put him out in the cage, but outside. And then, like, a gust of wind came along, knocked the cage over, and Pee-wee flew away, as birds are wont to do. And uh, then my mother had to explain to me the next day what happened, and she was, like, devastated, and, of course, I was crying. And about a week later, we were watching TV, and a green parakeet came on TV, and she goes, oh, my God, look, it's Pee-wee. He flew to Hollywood to become an actor. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so happy because he was living his dream. Good for him. Which is also mine. (laughs) Take me with you. Pee-wee. Pee-wee. Please, Pee-wee. Um, so after the maids are milking and then you have the lords sleeping, mm-hmm. you also have nine dancing ladies. Oh. So are, Well, is, if the girls are milking, you might as well bring in some chicks to for the lords. Think about the lords. Well, what is this, Alvin Ailey? What kind of, you have the leaping lords and then these I nine. I mean, maybe le- they're into the dancing ladies. We don't nay. And then we, don't dr- nay. <laughs> we don't nay. We don't nay. <laughs> All right. I think it's time for us to get into it. What do you say? All right. This week's theme, and I'm very excited about it, and so should you be, is a holiday grab bag. That's right. We had a regular grab bag last week, but this grab bag is different from other grab bags. Because it's the holiday. It's the holiday season. boop And we're grabbing your bags, putting them under the Christmas tree, and we're finding some shit. All right. So basically, we've taken the theme of holiday, and we've found articles to fit said things and there's one article I found that I'm very excited to share with you because it's so on par with what we've talked about so why don't you start us off and I'll finish us up just like those maids of milk (laughs) this is the Times recorder Zanesville Ohio December 24th 1997 dear Abby I was disappointed in your response to grandma and Saratoga Springs regarding her grandson's belief in Santa Claus I don't disagree that the truth should be told, Abby, but how the truth is presented can make all the difference in the world in the eyes and hearts of a child. The truth about Santa was shared with me in such a wonderful way. There were no bad feelings, only a lifetime of inspiration. When I asked if there really was a Santa Claus, my mother responded, Santa isn't a real person who lives at the North Pole, but the Santa we see on TV, in stores, and at parties is a reminder of the Santa spirit, which spreads joy and happiness. Daddy is Santa Claus, and Mom is Santa Claus, and Grandma and Grandpa are Santa Claus. They buy you gifts and do nice things for you because they love you and want to make you happy. Now that you're old enough, you too can be Santa Claus. Boo! I was and am Santa Claus. At first, part of being Santa was keeping the illusion of Santa alive for the younger children. I got to stay up late, and it was my job to wrap the stocking stuffers and stuff the stockings. It meant drinking the milk and eating the cookies left for Santa, trying to make the carrots left for the reindeers appear reindeer-nibbled was more difficult and not as desirable. As I have grown older, the Santa spirit has grown and spread. 
In college, my dorm mates and I played Secret Santa, delivering goodies and little gifts to each other during finals week. Later in life, I drop off a batch of cookies to the nearest fire or police station as I made my way to my parents' house on Christmas Eve. You can be Santa Claus while shopping. Whistle Christmas carols. Wear sleigh bells that jingle when you walk. Smile at those you pass. Be kind and patient to the store clerks. I love being Santa because there is so much joy in giving. It's better than any present you can receive. I hope that my Santa spirit will be with me throughout the year and that others will find the same joy that comes from being Santa Claus. Signed, (laughs) a jolly elf in Ohio. Dear jolly elf. Fuck off! Oh, I wish it was that. Oh, God, I wish it was that. I am certain that your Santa spirit will be with you throughout the year, and many readers will be inspired by your spirit of giving. Thank you for an upper of a letter. Listen. Oh, oh we're cynics. I don't, want, I don't want jingle jangles. If I, you're wearing jingle bells anywhere near me, I will end your life. But here's the thing. My, my Jules likes to put jingle bells on all of the the door handles of the house this time of year. And I don't know where it started. I don't know where it happened. He is like a suburban mom. That's what he is. And it's so, I mean, here's a good thing. You hear anybody coming from a mile away because, God damn it, there's bells all over this house. Yeah, I get it. But one of them's like a cowbell, which no, that's, that's not the sound you want before no. you enter a room. No. Wow. <laughs> She's really put on dong dong. Here dong, she dong. comes. Oh, I don't remember when I found out or was told that there wasn't a Santa Claus. But again, I understand this whole thing, but the phenomenon of Santa Claus. But really, like, like I don't understand, like, lying to your children, like, right off. Like, you're going to have to reveal this later. Yeah. And then you're going to be fucked. But I don't remember either not knowing. It, I feel like whenever you talk to anybody about when was the time that you knew that Santa wasn't real, it was never, ever it seems like universally never discussed. Mm-hmm. It just faded naturally, organically. Right, like finding out that Santa's having an affair with your mother at Christmas. Yeah, well, naturally, but you know, it's it's just something that, like, no parent ever said. It just sort of went away. And for me, that way, that happened at like thirty, thirty-two, somewhere in that. I just find it very uncomfortable to be in those rooms when. Parents are talking to the children about Santa Claus because I'm just like rolling my eyes like this is just. Oh my God, you are not the person to have in the room with no, children like, and discussing like, Pat, Santa like, Claus. Uncle Pat, what do you think about it? I'm like, well, I think that you're fucking, you're a liar. It's a room full of fucking liars. Do you really think any fat ass is going to fit his way down your, your parents' little, you don't have a chimney. Yeah, how about You that? live in a five floor walk up. Yeah, so you're going to terrify this child knowing that anybody can break into the house. Have a magical season, everybody. That's fine. Magical. Uncle Pat's had too much to drink. No, Uncle Pat's (laughs) the only one that tells you the truth. Uncle Pat drinks and tells you honest, real shit. (laughs) Now bring me my five maids of milking and get the fuck out of here. The tooth fairy, some weirdo that comes into your house and takes your teeth that have fallen out of your mouth. That seems more real. Let's be real. Why is that? There's some creepy-ass people in the world who want- That's like Buffalo Bill. Oh, yeah, I'll take them. Buffalo, and honey, whenever you lose a tooth- Buffalo Bill shows up, and he takes it out from underneath your pillow, and he gives you... Skin. <laughs> I uh, was going to say a butterfly larva, but that's true, too. Uh, I'll take these teeth. I'll have those teeth. Okay, great. Uh, uh, uh. Just creepy. Like Why the Easter Bunny. I, I don't know. The Easter Bunny's creepy. 
a giant bunny that's six feet tall? Fuck off. Well, that's terrifying. I do remember that I left carrots out for the Easter bunny and I woke up and there were teeth marks in them. And the magic of that moment. I remember being a kid and I was like, <gasps> you guys, <gasps> he was here. <gasps> Look at the carrot. It was like I was CSI. Let's rewind the tape here. So anytime that any asshole family has a bunny at their Easter whatever, the bunny is standing erect like a human being when that is not correct. So if you look at an actual rabbit... So you're more concerned with like the acting consistency of the Easter bunny. No, let's just... If you're going to be a thing, be the thing. Take it off. What I'm saying is that you have a human dressed in a bunny costume that is holding a basket. The reality of a bunny holding a basket is impossible. Mm-hmm. Not, first of all, where is where is he going to put all this shit? He hops. Everything will come out of his sack. Oh. If he had a backpack, it'd all be fucking damaged, right? It's yeah. not real. Yeah. It's not practical. And if you had a six-foot-tall rabbit... You would shit yourself. That's first like seeing all, a Yeti. First of all, did anyone say, like, no rabbit comes into your house and doesn't shit? Well, yeah, right? it, that's let's be real. That's what the chocolate eggs are. Well, we're just eating rabbit shit. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> oh, wait, Happy Easter, everybody. Eat your rabbit shit. I left them going down the stairs because it was more majestic. You're into it, aren't you? Enjoy your bunny are shit. We I would just be super literal. What happened? Santa was here. No, Santa was here, kids. He was arrested because it's called breaking and entering. <laughs> and he he broke the rules. Yeah. So he has to go. But away. what about his gifts? Everything was hot. He doesn't have he doesn't have a village. Think about it. <laughs> Wait. When you said hot, I was literally about to say, like when you're concerned about the Easter Bunny. Have you ever seen a sexy Santa like a hot Santa? No. I've seen one. And I didn't know where to put it in my brain. That doesn't make any sense. It still haunts me to this day. I mean, I wouldn't mind, but... Let's be real. But you know, the other thing I don't understand about, you know, uh, Christmas... Have you ever seen Krampus? I loved Krampus. What? That? Why do we do that? It was everything I love ever. Is that because, a holiday movie? No, that's a horror movie. Right. But is it a holiday movie? It's No, it happens at the holiday. This is all. Not every... Ha- Fuck. Not every movie that occurs in a Christmas-themed season snapshot, it's not a holiday movie. It doesn't make it a holiday. It's not The Ref, not Die Hard, not Krampus. Krampus I disagree is a horror with you. Movie. Die Hard happens to be a... The backdrop is Christmas. If something... If everything happens... It's like if saying Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. No, Home Alone is a Christmas movie. But that doesn't make any sense because all the stuff... All the shitty things... Happen no, there's Christmas, Christmas spirit time. around there, and it's light, and it's fluffy. There has to be a light fluffiness about a Christmas movie. There are two burglars terrorizing and nearly murdering a child. Yeah, but she, they're hurt. He, he's like hurting them with tacks and with his wit. I mean, uh-huh. you know, it's uh-huh. it's it's breaking light. and entering is what it is. It's Santa. It's literally, <laughs> read your article. God damn it! Okay, <laughs> I got to make sure. And, and uh, okay, there. All right, here we go. This comes from the Logan Sport Pharos Tribune, Logan Sport, Indiana, April 12th, 1962. Christmas tree symbol of more than procrastination. Oh, God. It's going to upset you. Okay. Dear Ann Landers, 
Our Christmas tree is still standing in the sun parlor. My husband is one of those I'll-do-it-next-week types. Usually I get tired of waiting for him to get around to things, and I wind up doing it for him. I decided this time to outweight him. Ever since January 15th, he's been promising to take the tree down next weekend. Whenever I mention it, he has an excuse. His back aches. He has to go to his mother's house. He has to go bowling. He promised to take the kids to the playground. You can imagine that the tree... You can imagine what the tree looks like. Most of the needles are off and it's a disgrace. I'm ashamed to have people in the house. They make some very odd remarks. Of course, no one can figure it out. I've held out so long, I'd hate to give in now and take the tree down for him. Any suggestions would be welcome. Signed, Iron Woman. Dear Iron Woman, I do have a suggestion. Take the tree down yourself. That moth-eaten symbol of your husband's procrastination is also a monument to your own stubbornness. Win on something else. Ian! I picked this also because there is a time when Christmas has to come down. There's a majestic time of year where it stays up, and then you feel it. After January 1st, the clock is ticking. Yes, very much It's time to move along. It moves quick. What I'm obsessed with is there is a house in this neighborhood that has had a Christmas tree. One more time. Let me try. (laughs) Had a very long day. There is a house in this neighborhood that has a Christmas wreath on their house every day of the year. We have lived here for nearly four years, and this has existed on this house clearly before we got into town. So now I'm going to say minimum we're going on five years with a live wreath that is entirely brown. I'll show it to you. I've seen it. Oh. On the front of that house? Yes. Never moved. Never moved. In fact, they have about six cars in the driveway that have also never moved. So I think everybody's dead in there. Probably. For like years now. That's fine. And maybe the wreath had covered up the smell once upon a time, but God damn it. Someone actually went over there like, I think someone's dead, but I'm not going in. Here's our Look at that wreath. (laughs) (laughs) It used to be a glade wreath. why? What? What What happens in people's... Are, is, I've never seen anybody going in and out of this house. Somebody has to be dead. Like, something has to be happening. It's quite possible. I, I don't understand. I think, like, you have, like, maybe a week or two in January, and then everything should fucking come down. Yeah. There was that one creepy, weird season, though, that it, it snowed right after Christmas. It was, like, a huge blizzard the day after Christmas, and then we never saw the ground until, like, March. That's different. So our stuff was stuck on yeah. the house until, like, March. Wait, was this, this wasn't the gym when you slid out down the stairs? Yes, when I, that was the year. Oh. That was the year when I. Gym! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That was uh, a whole different, oh, oh. that, that's different. No. <laughs> oh, no, I slid down the stairs. You know what, if thing. you become a Patreon subscriber, you're going to get the full video of that. So I think there's no greater investment in your money and your time than to patreon.com slash dearpodofficial. Get that and we will send you the video. <laughs> I think t- 
top to bottom so you can see me falling down the front steps, screaming at Jim, and then rolling into a snowbank in sheer pain. Love it. No, that was a different year. This was like, I want to say like 2017 or something, 2016. We had a big blizzard. And then everything was just stuck on the house until March. Oh, God. There is no worse feeling than being like, well, that's where they got to stay. Our house just is decorated for Christmas year round. It's not (laughs) okay. I have such a time frame on that stuff. I get really weird about it. The thing is, like, if you wait, if you wait too long to put up your Christmas shit and it takes so long to fucking do it, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, I don't want to take it down like right after Christmas because it fucking. That's it took us should, weeks to put all this shit up. That's why it, you should always do it right after Thanksgiving. So you have the whole month, and then January comes, and it's like, you don't you take it all down. It's so much. I just. I know. This year oh, was rough. We started after Thanksgiving. We just finished it. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Next week is Christmas. All right. Give me an article. Sure. This is from the Chicote Gazette, Chicote, Ohio, Wednesday. August 27th, 1969. Dear Abby, I am a waitress in a very nice restaurant, which is located on an interstate highway. It's one of a well-known chain. I greet everyone with a smile and try to give good service. Sometimes I exchange chit-chat with my customers, but I never get overly familiar. I'm happily married and have four children. About three months ago, a man came in alone and I served him. I don't know who he was or where he was from. He was well-dressed, well-mannered. He didn't talk much, but he did tell me about his grandchildren. I also told him about my family. I showed no more interest in him than any other customer, and he never made a pass at me. About three weeks later, uh, this man came in again and sat in my section. When he left, he gave me a $100 bill for a tip. I was flabbergasted. I really tried to give it back, but he wouldn't take it. About three weeks later, the man came in again, and the same thing happened. After it happened a third time, I took three $100 bills down to the bank to find out if maybe they were counterfeit. Oh, they were real and legitimate. I haven't spent any of it. I'm afraid if I do, he might turn out to be some kind of eccentric, and and his family might demand the money back. He seems perfectly sane and normal to me, but I wonder now just what I should do. Signed. Perplexed waitress. The money's on the dresser, sugar! Dear Perplexed, if you haven't already told your husband, tell him. You're wise to save the money for uh, for the time being in case the last of the big spenders turns out to be a disturbed or shady character. Maybe he's in on maybe he's on the level, but I'm suspicious. It's a little early for Santa Claus. Oh. She's like he came in once and he gave me a hundred dollar bill. Then another week he came by and he gave me a hundred dollar bill. Then another week he came by and gave me a hundred dollar bill. And then the next week I gave him a blowjob and he gave me three hundred dollars. And then the, the next week, week after that I sat on his face and he gave me a hundred dollar <laughs> bill. And then the week after that I gave him another beige with a reach around and he gave me five maids of milking. And I didn't know what to do with those. I don't know. Then he gave me peach jam and said, "Pour this in my asshole and eat it out." <laughs> peach jam. <laughs> Then he gave me $1,000. Then he said, if I shit it out on you, I'll give you $4,000. So I did that. And that man's name was Richard Gere. (laughs) Was Santa Claus. (laughs) Richard Gere Claus. (laughs) Look, take the money and run, B. That's what my advice would have been. Look. Uh, Also, I like that she said, for some reason, my brain latched on to 
at a chain. Like she works at a chain. Right. So I'm thinking Denny's or Applebee's. Right. What? I, How many big spenders are going into chains? <laughs> Here's a hundred bucks for because you're idle chit chat. Yeah, because you're at Chili's. Yeah. Yeah, you just spent fifteen dollars on your whole meal because you know you're at TGI Fridays. You can swing the extra hundred. If I were to give someone a hundred dollars, I'd probably want them to sleep with me. I'm sorry. At TGI Fridays? No, I fucking I wouldn't even go to TGI Fridays. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if I were to give yeah. a waiter a hundred bucks, I'm not looking for like oh, you were so sweet. It's yeah. like let's go make out in my car consistently. If you've yeah. done it four times in a row, I want you to strangle me with my own belt. Oh, what? Wow, the truth comes out <laughs> no, when you have no, wine. No, Santa, I, whatever, what I said. <laughs> whatever. Merry Christmas. Just some <laughs> light. Just choke me out. Merry Christmas. Whatever. Whatever. Merry Christmas. So I like to lick batteries while I'm coming. What? <laughs> Merry Christmas. It's fine. It's fine. Have some more turkey. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Turkey. Oh, we don't serve that at Chili's. But we serve like turkey fingers. Do you want those? Fine. I'm good. It's fine. It's fine. Merry it's Christmas. Fine. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. No, he whipped me with like a, you know, like a, like a garden hose. When I asked him if he wanted the Grand Slam, he took it really wrong. What are you going to do? But she put in that detail. And I can't let that go in my brain that she put in the detail that she worked at a chain, at a popular chain. What is there a high end chain? Probably. Is there like a like a big spendy chain? Like is there? I, I think I, so. I like Cheesecake Factory, that's not that expensive. Like Ruth Chris, that's a steakhouse chain. Okay, that counts. God, I hope he's into Ruth Chris. Smith and Walensky. Ruth's Chris. Ruth's Chris. This Chris belongs to Ruth. That's, I hate that so much. I hate the name of Ruth's Chris. It's hard to say. It's the apostrophe S. It trips everybody up. Everybody says Ruth Chris. It's not Ruth Chris. It's Ruth's Chris. This Chris belongs to Ruth. And I'm so, I'm really sorry to go off on this like linguistic tangent, but it pisses me off so much. And I don't understand the name of this stupid fucking chain. <laughs> Is that the thing? <laughs> it bothers me every time Patty is so sincere. <laughs> My parents used to go it's to It's a Ru- possessive. <laughs> <laughs> My parents used to go to Ruth's Chris all the time. And I, I, I don't think they ever got it right, you know, because like older no, parents they never get it. Because why would you? It's really hard to say Ruth's Chris. It's T H S. That's really hard. And for older people, they don't even know. Like, no, their teeth are gonna fall out. Well, they can't even like. Oh, who's Julie Roberts? It's Julia Roberts. <laughs> so who's Ruth's Julie Ruth's Roberts. Chris? Ruth Chris's. Wait, is it Ruth Chris's? No, it's no, Ruth's Chris. Ruth's Chris. <laughs> if there's a Chris, he belongs to Ruth. It's Ruth's Chris. Anyway, <laughs> let's just go to the ground round instead. <laughs> like, Hi, welcome to Ruth's Chris. What did you just say? Like, can you imagine every time the waiter, every it's table like answering the phone? That poor hostess is like, "Thank you for calling Ruth's Chris." <laughs> this Chris belongs to Ruth. How may I help what you? What if there was like a thousand people that are just like you? So every time a waiter went to the table. He would like bounce around. No, it's actually it's it's Ruth's Chris, not Ruth Chris's. It's possessive. <laughs> you just keep it's hearing not, the same. What if it was like apostrophe S? Like or was S apostrophe? So it was like Jesus. If you were to like do a possessive Jesus, it's like Ruth Chris's. 
Ruth Chris. Or you, Jesus. Or if you just like you go to the bathroom and you hear every waiter having the same thing. No, it's really it's more it's Ruth's Chris. It's not Ruth Chris's. It's like anyway. there's so many THSs people are saying right now. Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris. Jesus. Ruth Chris. Christ. Jesus. Ruth Chris. Everyone is so frustrated. I quit. <laughs> Oh, these are the things I think about that keep me up at night. Wow. I don't care. This is my thought. Okay, I got one more article for you. Are you ready? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, stop whispering that. Ruth's Merry Christmas. Welcome to Merry Christmas, Ruth's Christmas. Merry Christmas, this is Ruth's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for the voice. Season's greetings. This is Ruth's Chris. Like what? The hostesses at Ruth's Chris at Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. This is Ruth's Chris. Can you imagine if Drew Barrymore was the hostess at Ruth's Chris? I'd kill myself. Season's greetings. (laughs) (laughs) Season's greetings at Ruth's Chris. Wait, throw BB Newworth in there. Merry Christmas. This is Ruth's Chris. Season's greetings from Ruth's Christmas. Chris. Ruth's Christmas Jesus. Oh my god! Oh my god! Is there a gas leak in here? I don't know. I don't feel right. It's all the fruit flies. This is what happens when we record at night. Okay. Okay, I have one more article. Okay, let's take take a breath. breath. I have one more article for you. This comes from the Daily Advocate, Greenville, Ohio, December twenty third, nineteen seventy one. We're going to explain why this is our perfect article right here. Okay. Here's a title. Marola fruit has no aphrodisiac powers. Dear Ann Landers, I read in the papers about the young South African fellow who sexually (laughs) assaulted two women nine times in rapid succession. I'm not. I'm not. It's okay. It's okay. I'm you have to lean in. You, I'm not. It's just. This is a very <laughs> anti-Christmas. But that's okay. why. That's okay. why it comes I'm sorry. back. Sorry, I'm just uncomfortable. It now. comes I'm back around. Okay, I'll explain it all. <laughs> this is why. At times in rapid succession. Mm. At his trial, he said he lost control of himself after eating several pieces of fruit from the marula tree. According to the defense lawyer, marula pips have been used as an aphrodisiac for centuries. Will you tell me where marula fruit can be purchased in the United States? If a person has to send away for it, who would be who who would be right to? Who would no, literally who would oh, who would he write to? There we go. Also, please tell me how come Americans have not let into the have not been let into this secret. I thought that we, we were an advanced civilization. Thank you. Signed, still hoping. So I just want to recap real quick. This person wrote to Ann Landers to say a guy has been uh, accused of rape multiple times. He says that it was because of this marula fruit. And this asshole and, wants to know where, where to can get I get it? some? Okay, ready? (laughs) Dear Still, marula pips are not available in the United States. 
According to my consultants on aphrodisiacs, this passion fruit falls into the same category as powdered reindeer horns and monkey glands. There is no scientific evidence to support the claims of sexual rejuvenation. In plain English, forget it. And... I dear I sick, told you. Dear sick fuck. You can't get this shit here. But here's what. Now, dear potential rapists. Patty needs... We, we need you to know, the listening audience, that when we pick a theme sometimes, we will put the theme into a search engine that we specifically have for these articles, and the search engine will inevitably serve up anything to do with anything except for the thing that we actually search. Correct. So... When I put in Ann Lander's reindeer, <laughs> I get an article on rape. And I had to share it with you. And I'm glad and that if you there's did. so many levels of this, not only is this person saying, you know what, this guy raped somebody. Where can I get some of this shit? A. B. It, there's Christmas in there somewhere. The word reindeer and the fact that this was printed the day before Christmas Eve. <laughs> This article has everything we've ever dreamed of. My favorite part is, according to my aphrodisiac specialist. I, yeah, oh my God, I, I didn't even pick that up. I didn't even pick that up. Oh, I look. I have a, I have a waxer. I have a landscaper. Uh, I have a gardener. I have an aphrodisiac specialist, and frankly. They, they said you can't get this shit here. So uh, Acc- you're going to have to travel. According gonna... to my guy at the Leatherman on Christopher I, Street. I got this guy at the Ramrod, and I trust him. <laughs> He's got some good shit back there. Have you? So I went to this. I don't know if I've ever told you this. There's, on Christopher Street, there's a place called the Leatherman. I've passed it, but I've never gone in. It's usually, well, you yet. should. Usually it's like frightening, like the windows display, like for Christmas. It's like. <laughs> All the best ball gags. <laughs> it's like maybe like a, a man like with a ball gag and like, um, like hanging upside down. Reindeer thong and like mistletoe and uh-huh. Merry Christmas in the window or mistle camel toe. Right. Or there was like a man squatting on like a traffic cone. No, was that real? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I like that. This is the Christmas display. I mean, <laughs> keep in mind this is the leather man. I mean, you're not gonna go so far off brand. No, okay. but that's like, so I went in there and I think I must have spent like an hour and a half. Wait, wait, stop. <laughs> Don't just, what year? What year was this? Was Last this year. <laughs> so you're in the Leatherman for an hour and a half. The Christmas display is well, because, out. Well, Were because, you Christmas shopping? I was like, that is a very, <laughs> who does your windows? <laughs> Maurice. Okay. Does Maurice have a therapist? Um, no, like it's. You know, because it's so in your face. Are you getting stocking stuffers? It's in your face. Maybe if I'm there for an hour and a half, yeah. if you know what I mean. Um, it's so it's so gay and in your face. And like this, yeah, we should not, for, like these things should be out still. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I, I think that they should. So I go in and I'm just like curious. And of course, you know, it's like sometimes you have to double down when you walk in there and someone is so like, are you looking for anything in particular? Are you looking for the, the and you're like, I'm just kind of browsing. Oh, and they kind of look, I, you know, I'm, I'm dressed like I'm like Robert Redford and Barefoot in the Park. Like I'm <laughs> clearly lost or something. <laughs> you know? So you didn't come right out and be like, where are your 12 foot anal beads? Correct. So Merry I'm just kind of like checking it out. 
and he's like, oh, well, you can do a starter kit, a blah, blah. And I'm like, oh. And I've, of course, and I'm like, oh, I see what we're doing. Oh, okay. I can act this too. Okay. Oh, no, I've done that. Oh, no. no, I'm looking for something, you know, like you do something like, because you don't want to feel like, like you've never been in a sex shop before or like you're shocked. I mean, some things are shocking, obviously, because uh-huh. you're like, so what does that do? Wait, what have you seen that's shocking? I mean, there are certain things that are so large. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I just cannot imagine. And I'm just looking at it like, oh, okay. And you, and the thing is the people who work there, they're waiting for a reaction. They either are or they're like, they're so like. They're so good at what they do. Yeah. Because that's like that's their whole stock. But they're so used to like tourists coming in to like point and giggle. Right. Okay. And they're explaining. And, I'm, and then, of course, I'm like asking questions. I've primed myself for this podcast. No. Because I'm like, oh, okay. So then what kind of, um, then what kind of lubricant would go with that? <laughs> Something flavored? I mean, uh, because if it's made out of rubber, would you use this one? He's like, oh, no, because that would burn through. So the uh Egyptian pyramid, how do I do this? Right. So when you're set on fire, like, because there are certain (laughs) things where you're like, oh, this is, okay, that's, this is a normal sex shop. And then it's like, oh, oh, he's like, oh, did you want to try on a harness? No, you know what? No, not right now. No. I'm good. I just have my backpack and my coat. Oh, I can take your backpack. Do you know how hard it is for women to try on bathing suits and the rules that exist around that? How do you try on like a thong and a harness? Well, a harness is just goes around your chest. Says you. You have to take your shirt. You have to be comfortable, nearly naked in a store, putting it on. Are there dressing rooms? I didn't see. Like <laughs> <laughs> set the scene. Well, there is a spiral I staircase go to the basement. My privacy curtain. Well, when you go down the, the st- spiral staircase, and you're just like, oh, okay. Wait, what happens down there? Down. That's like where all like the heavy hitter <laughs> shit is. What's the heavy hitter shit? You know, it's like sounding. Kits? You know, like a, a double ended dildo and like they're huge like huge things i'm like wow that is amazing were you alone at this point or are they falling you down to no the- someone's downstairs someone's upstairs oh you gotta have two and like men oh on. like do you have any questions i'm like i mean just i don't even know where to begin I don't if know. i how walked do down and somebody said to you <laughs> how do you how how does someone relax this much i because i'm very if, if, tense. i'm sorry like i can't walk into like an express and have somebody say do you know what you're looking for if I go into the Leatherman and if I walk to the downstairs I know exactly area. what I'm, first of all, if I'm going into the Leatherman, I know exactly what I'm looking for. And then there are point, there's a point of curiosity where you're like, well. Let's be real. <laughs> Tell me how this works. <laughs> well, see, it's kind of like a chainsaw effect. Well, because like you're in there and you're like, huh. Well, I've got some time. And then, you know, like, I gotta kill a couple hours. Like, what? Like if you like, you know, some of them like, like they're fascinating because, unfortunately, because the sex is so taboo for like a, a lot of people that you're repressed, and if you don't, you know, if I'm you, Catholic. If you Game get on. if you get that one, you know, good day in you where you're like, I'm gonna ask this gentleman all the questions I possibly can. Oh wow! And I and bet you they're like, thrilled for he's that. He's like, well, I mean, this guy was so thorough. I'm like, okay. okay. Does he work on commission? I don't know. He's like, oh, what do you what do you think about something like that? I'm like, I think I just bled my pants. No, I think you should put that back. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I remember when me and Jules took a day trip to Philly. And it's like January. It's it, you know, we're just walking around. And I was like, oh, there was like a sex shop next to a barbecue place, which is the most Philly thing ever. And I was like, let's see what this is. So we go in and the whole upstairs, nothing but sounding kits. And if you huh. don't know what a sounding kit is, look it up. Jesus Christ. 
looking at this stuff, even just looking at it, I got a UTI. It's horrifying. You know what? To each their own. Again, to each their own. Yeah. I, I can't, oh, oh, it must, oh, just, ow, but that, that, of all the quirks, I'm like, that's the one thing. I don't want something going in my dick hole. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Dear Bob the Comedy Podcast. This is Christmas, and we're talking anal. And who wants to talk about sounding kits? Anybody? <laughs> Dear Santa, I want a sounding kit. Right now, Jules is poppers. like, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> He's, we'll get a note next week. You guys, when I said we were doing Christmas. <laughs> Christmas, I mean, I don't know what's in your stocking. But, you know, I can't wait until December 25th when you open When I said you're going to talk to Renee about Caroline, I didn't think you'd follow up with sounding. <laughs> when the pendulum swings the other way, it swings hard. I'm sorry. Hard. I'm fast. sorry, James. This is what you get. For Instagram mail, Instagram mail. If Where you try sounding, I say you should. Everybody's gotta get a sounding kit from Santa. Christmas time. It's Christmas mail. That's right. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve, and you will need some Instagram mail to really just perk you up. So please email us. DearPodOfficial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at DearPodOfficial and send us an Instagram mail question for our little Christmas stocking and we can give you a little answer back. We're not qualified to do this shit, but we do it anyway for you guys. So we have one Instagram mail question this week, Patty. Hit it! Hit it! DearPod, I am in a quandary. A few days ago, my good lady wife left the house to run an errand to the grocery store, wearing on her feet, dare I say, Crocs with socks. Mind you, I have been known to enjoy the sweet caress of molded rubber footwear paired with woolen comfort on my lower appendages. I, however, am actually aware that I do not possess the fashion sense of my better half and fear that my poor style choices may be rubbing off on her, so to speak. My first inclination is to applaud her bold choice of comfort over couture, Fashion be damned. At the same time, I'm wondering if this is a sign that it's time for me to start shopping for a maroon velour tracksuit, which I would wear on alternating days with a blue velour tracksuit. I'm thinking that I may be able to get a two-for-one discount. Is this the beginning of our slide into fashion meh? Any guidance and or advice you can offer is greatly appreciated. Mm. Signed, Concerned, in Connecticut. Interesting. Uh-huh. 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 Dear Concerned, while it may be lovely for the Queen of Nice, Rosie O'Donnell, to proclaim her love and adoration for the rubber icon that is the Croc sandal, or whatever it is, I prefer something a little bit more flattering and a little less Fred Flintstone. To me, Crocs are like those little wooden shoes from the Netherlands that people buy as a cute pick-me-up on their travels. I'll save you all the time and effort and tell you right now that no one needs those as a souvenir. Somehow I've been lucky to avoid Crocs, tracksuits, jellies, hypercolored Jordache, and a date with Ted Bundy one summer. I can count my blessings each day, especially about the tracksuit. 
Some fads add years to your appearance, and sometimes you need to take a good long look in the, the changing room mirror and ask the very difficult Oprah questions. Is this important? Is this helpful? Is it necessary? What would Gail do? Listen, I'm no Mr. Blackwell, so I won't tell you what's a hit and a miss and that's on my list. I will, however, tell you that looking like Robin Williams and Jack doesn't make you look young or artistic. It makes you look like someone who thinks Mayor Winningham is a fashion icon. Ew. I'm sure Crocs with socks are just as comfy as a Snuggie, but seeing as though my feet are flat and they resemble Bigfoot when I get out of, the, out of a pool, when I swim, I prefer something to hide and disguise them. And therefore, I prefer to squeeze my tiny toes into something slender and stylish and with the names that end in chew or Blahnik, or Louboutin. I'm sure neither one of us will be able to run and crock nor chew, but damn it, I'd rather fall bosoms over knees trying chews than crocks, by God. I never collected pins, stickers, or pennants, but apparently you can do that on crocs, and croc wearers do that all on their shoes. I mean, why not look like a teen beat bulletin board, am I right? I say... A kind no thank you, but cheers to you, Dan and Roseanne Connor, and your bold and interesting choices. What do I know? I wear diamonds to breakfast and La Perla at tennis. Abby. Mayor Winningham just got 5% for you saying your name. Well. Somewhere in L.A. she just woke up and she was like, <gasps> someone said Mayor Winningham. She's in New York doing a show. She's like Candyman. <laughs> Mayor Winningham. Mayor Winningham. Mayor Winningham. Mayor Winningham. Oh She's my behind God. me. Oh, God, I thought... Oh, God, that's, Mayor. That's why I fell asleep. Oh, God. It was the Laura Ashley dresses <laughs> with the puffy sleeves. So many florals. Too many florals. I can't. I can't. I have allergies. I can't. Ankle-length skirts. <laughs> I have Mayor Winningham. Chunky socks. Loafers. <laughs> I can't. Turtlenecks. Not dying. Oh, I'm my... eating turtlenecks. Oh, my... God, it's oh my gosh. <laughs> Is that you, Mayor? Velvet headbands. I can't, I can't get away from her sensible strut. <laughs> Running. All right, here's what Anne has to say. No lips. No Are you lips prepared? Just no, no, so simple. Doesn't need any makeup. Mayor Winningham, no lashes. No lashes. Sensible bang. <laughs> All right, here's what Anne has to say. She doesn't pluck. Dear Concerned, Crocs with Socks sounds like a shitty Dr. Seuss book. Do not wear these Crocs with Socks. Put these Crocs back in their box. Crocs are worn by Randy Quaid. If you wear them, you'll never get laid. Copyright Ann Landers, 2021. Your flowery language use in your letter made me believe you were Amish. So I was prepared to give you a pass when it came to fashion choices. But when I saw you signed at Connecticut, I was appalled. You live in the Northeast. You have malls and options. You should know better than to bring these ridiculous rubber wiffle clogs into your home. Crocs. These stupid things. When you walk in them, they sound like someone crying. I assume it's the women of the world weeping at the loss of their sex lives. Crocs have holes so your pride can seep out easily, like dignity dispensers. If the best argument you have for your shoe choice is that you can put them in the washing machine, you need to have a come to Jesus. You know it's sad when the company's spokesman was Mario Batali. That man must have balls like cassava melons to sexually harass women with crocs on his bloated feet. The best advice I can offer is to burn them, the crocs. Take every pair in your house and toss them into a fire pit. 
then bring a young priest and an old priest into your house to cleanse the home, <laughs> then divorce your wife, then wander into the woods and disappear for a year, then come back and ask the world for forgiveness because, like your precious crocs, you have no soul. I have hope for you, my lost lamb. You can rewrite this ship. Now spend less time on your fancy vocabulary and more time on your fashion choices. Good luck. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. I got, I got cotton belt. Good luck, you style-free son of a bitch, and happy burning. And Have you ever worn a croc? Never in my life, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, too. I, um, when I take the subway, which I always find it fascinating, when people who work in the medical field come out on their scrubs and they're wearing crocs and they don't have a mask on, I just find it fucking laughable. Uh, but anyway, then I look down on their crocs and they have like those little things that... You can decorate them? Yeah, you buy like... Like you can adorn, you can like bling them. Yes, Hell but you not. can put like like a taco and it fits into that little hole or you can put like a crown. No, like no. You can put shit on it. No. It's, it's like enough. It's like a fucking bulletin. It's like What's the thing in off in office space? Uh-huh. Flare. Flare. You, you add your flare. Correct. That's what they're doing. That's horrifying. It's as if the shoe isn't big enough. Now you're like Now you're trying to dress it up and bring attention to it. Right. It is. You know they make heeled Crocs, like with high heels? Stop. <laughs> Not joking. I've done some research. It's time, time for a specialty cocktail, specialty drink. It's Christmas week and everyone's getting wrecked. So you should also get wrecked. And then you're drinking a lot because it's Christmas, Christmas. Look, you're not going to be sober for a long time, at least for the next two weeks. So enjoy this week's specialty cocktail, which is the Elk's Own. Elk's Own, everybody. Chestnuts are roasting. Jack Frost is nipping. And James Jules Ferris is singing all the Yuletide carols by the fire. Actually, it's a Duraflame. All right, for this you will need an egg flight, one ounce of rye, Three quarters of an ounce of ruby port, whoever she is. Three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice. And one half ounce demerara syrup. Demerara syrup. Combine all ingredients in the cocktail shaker. Dry shake for 10 seconds. Add ice and shake for 30 more seconds. Then double strain into a coupe glass and garnish with nutmeg. All of which I just did. I'm very talented. All right, here are the tasting notes. Well, we did it. We made it to another Christmas, masked up and triple vaxxed. Yes, Virginia, you do deserve a Christmas reward. Yours is going to arrive in a beautiful coupe-shaped chilled container that will feature a few familiar and some new holiday flavors. I recently discovered this drink online by mixologist Anders Ericsson. He refers to this drink as a whiskey sour for winter. But let's be honest, he had me at whiskey. Whiskey. This drink is tart and bright. It gets its richness from the Demerara sugar, while the port brings in some nice fruity undertones. And when was the last time a fruity tart gave you something nice for Christmas? Hey! I'm in the room! No matter what you celebrate this holiday season, I challenge you to try one of the specialty cocktails from this month. If anything, it will definitely put you in a festive mood. From the Maha Tiki Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a hopefully maskless New Year. 
cheers. I doubt that. A girl can dream. Wait, cheers me. Shh. You can't. Oh, my God. My hands are so sticky from this thing. Okay, take a whiff. Nutmeg. You smell nutmeg? You smell it? I mean, it's on the top. Right, so how could I not? But I smell the push. The put comes through first for me. Ready? Taste. Ooh. <laughs> tart. It's, she's sweet and tart. She's a sweet tart. This is like... I like, love you, sweet tart. If you like canker sores, you'll <laughs> adore oh this God. cocktail. I get cankers by looking at an orangina, so I'm screwed. Oh, God. You'd think that the nutmeg would sweeten it up a little bit, but you know what? The Demerara sugar, it does. It does. I get the idea behind all of it. I get the idea. You know what the thing is? Liquor. Not a port fan. Not a fan. No. Are you okay? No. Did you instantly get acid reflux? Yes. I, know, I can see the hole in your chest from here. It's awful. <laughs> Look. Look. It's, I got to say something positive about it. It's tasty. I just should not have had margaritas last night and then tasted it. Ooh! It's almost like if margaritas were a wine-based drink as opposed to tequila, it would be this drink. If you like Smarties and you're an alcoholic, <laughs> if you're you like Lockjaw and who doesn't, <laughs> then this is the drink sure, for you. Sure, we all do. If you like to burn off the first few layers of your vocal cords, this is the cocktail for you. It's very acidic. It's very acidic. That's what it is. It's the lemon juice and the port makes it acidic. Yeah, it's basically like a car battery. This is like drinking a car battery. Which, again, turns you on for sexy, sexy time. Ask the guys at Leatherman. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever your preference is. So did you want one car battery or just two? I mean, you know what? I'm just going to try the one. Let me just connect one to your nipples, and then you let me know yeah. if you want oh, the okay, second great. one. I literally, my time at the Leatherman <laughs> <laughs> was very informative. Is I this the like beginning I... of your TED Talk? <laughs> yes. My time at the, the funny thing is I have to do a TED Talk in April, so that's how I'm going to start it. My time at the Leatherman in the East Village was fraught. West Village. West, one of the village. It's <laughs> in the village. In a village of Thailand. <laughs> Any of the villages you find. The villages in uh, South Florida where all the old people go and retire. Mm-hmm. Now that's what's missing from those villages. Apparently they have sexy, sexy time in the villages. Do you know this? What? They call it the gonorrhea grandmas. There's a thing called the village. No, I'm not. I can't. I'm not prepared <laughs> Is it for too much for you right now? I have the acid reflux and then this port and then you're just going to And then like a the Diet Coke and then, I know. And then like And I'm tired. We're emotional. I don't want to think about grandparents fucking. I know that I'll be a grandparent. No, I'll be an old person fucking, but I just don't want to. No, but I don't think I will age poorly. There, I said it. I'll oh. preserve myself. Either okay. I'm going to die early or I'm just going to preserve myself. Oh, my God. There really is an argument for dying early just to avoid all the plastic surgery that I plan on having. Well, I'm certainly not going to let things sag. Oh, no. hell no. No. That Peloton is going to be like, oh, is that your first generation? No, bitch. I have the new one. How old are you? 105. What? I still do 45 minutes with Christine every Sunday. That's <laughs> My ass is so Didn't tight. Didn't she die? Can- Shut up. <laughs> I'm watching all the old episodes. <laughs> old episodes. Old episodes. Yeah. Old episodes. It's like somebody Grandpa, watching. You're skipping. Re- Sorry, hit me on the back. <laughs> oh, there we go. Hold up. Someone turn on Kendall. Hello? 
Hello? Hee-haw! Hee-haw, you old punsters, you! Merry Christmas, you old pineapple ranchers, you! Hee-haw! Hello? Patty? Ginger? Fisty? Anyone? Oh for, oh, for shucks sake, they've gone and left. A, it's your it's your old pal Jimmy, for gosh darn sake. You, you, you left for the holidays without me? Aw, you, you can't leave old Jimmy Stewart out of the holiday festivities, you old posters, you? I, I, I haven't even had a chance to dip my balls in your mouth yet. You, you, you go, ah. Always leaving, leaving Jimmy behind, for gosh sakes. Why, there, there's so much to talk about with the holiday season. It's It's been ages since I've been able to dip my balls in someone's mouth because of this COVID thing. You, you think we're just getting out of it, and then the, 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 the Omicron comes and says, no, you still can't dip your balls in someone's mouth. But everyone knows that that's, that's what Christmas is about. Just I'll, 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 I'll tell you what, Podsters, I'll tell you what, you, you you cut a hole in that mask, boom! Yeehaw, just dip them right there. They don't. They don't get near the the the, the taint or, or anything. I suppose the taint carries more of the variant. There's more of a viral load, as they say. I'll tell. I'll, I'll tell you between you and me, you two little doggies over there in the corner. Oh boy, those dogs are cute. I wonder if they. Hey, I wonder if there's any peanut butter around here. Hey, spread a little peanut butter on the old. George Bailey's, as it were. Get those little two dogs over. Oh, yeah. Oh, the dogs like peanut butter. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's a Christmas spirit going on in the pineapple ranch. <laughs> you know what they say, puppies? Every time you dip your balls in a willing dog's mouth, an angel gets his wings. Oh, oh watch the teeth there. And I just sort of turned into Bill Cosby, which is strange. But I'm going to get back to This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.